In a world full of movie podcasts, here is one more. Welcome to Defend Your Movie with Sean Donnelly. The time has come again. A champion must Everybody, and welcome to another edition of Defend Your Movie with a crossover with Stand by Your Band. <laughs> Woo! Good you and Vincent. That's right. That's Don't right. worry, we stopped last week's episode for a cookie break, so uh, you're right at home, Tom. <laughs> no, there's no time for cookie breaks. We're in a rush. I, by the way, I am Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street. And I'm Tommy Ooh. McNamara, the Dog of Wolf Street. <laughs> wow. oh, they got God. nicknames. They got nicknames. We just came up with audi- an audience name. Do you guys yeah. have an audience name? Uh, we call them the, the yeah, Defenders. The we defenders. Defenders. Ours, defenders. I actually good. forgot we haven't said in a while. Ours are Piss Freaks. Piss Freaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because there's a running joke, a joke that is not true, that I'm a big piss fetish guy. Is that how how it started? Yeah, hey, I heard Well, you know, rumors don't just start. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) It had to come from somewhere. Not just me throwing it out there. Well, you know the saying, all rumors aren't true. (laughs) That old adage. I'm not saying that Tommy loves piss. He just must like it a little bit for it to be true. (laughs) I'm not saying like dossier type love. I didn't think we'd get into it this quickly. Yeah, it's true. That's Sean Donnelly. I'm Andy Fjord. We're here with the Stand By Your Band guys, uh, Tommy McNamara and Tom Takar. And uh, we got a, a two-on-two battle today. We have a two-on-two two yeah. battle, and I really can't wait because I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. Uh, and this is gonna honest, feel good, I didn't though. realize that this is what we were doing. <laughs> I've been entered into a battle that I do support, oh, but so I wait, don't so remember. What did you think it was? To. I thought we were just going to discuss these two movies, these fine classics. Ah! It's essentially what one it is. Cl- it's one what clearly is. better than the other, that being that thing you do. See, yeah. So Tom thought we would have a passive-aggressive battle. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know like, how. I thought we just talk, you know? <laughs> chit chat. What were you gonna say? Well, you know how, like in the Super Bowl, the two teams meet at midfield and just kind of talk about who's better, and then they don't really, they don't yeah. actually play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, try, they text each other. Yeah, and, yeah. How's your How's your wife? Good. Yeah, okay. All right. Have a good game. Let's not even play the game. Uh, no, I think that because you know what it was. I I because a lot of times this happens on our show, and I I feel like it probably happens on yours too because it's a very similar concept where people will come on. And they'll be like, and you guys have to kind of not shit on them for liking a certain band, yes. but they're technically like defending the band. So you kind of have to be like, there's probably certain bands that you're like, well, I do like that band. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we run into that a lot. We run course. into it where we're like, we do like the movies, and then we have to take one yes. side. But some of them work out. Like this one is actually one where I like both movies, but one of them I do think is a clearly better movie. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? And we're taking yeah. me and Andy are taking Almost Famous, of course, right. and Tom and Tommy are taking uh, <laughs> that thing you that do, thing which you I do. absolutely featuring love. the O'Neillers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let, let's, let's, let's be honest. It's a glorified Tom Hanks side Tom project. Hanks totally. Totally. <laughs> directorial debut. His directing side project. Yeah, it's the he, first movie he ever directed. Well, he, he, yeah. he knew no, it wasn't going to be a juggernaut. Let's be honest, <laughs> a juggernaut. You guys only picked Almost Famous because you're trying to get on WTF with Mark Maron. You know he's in it. Lock the gate. Lock the gate. 
It's a transparent play where you guys both do double hey, I listen to the first today. ten minutes of that show every week. Okay? <laughs> hey, <laughs> little, known, little known fact about me: I've already done it. So oh, I, is nice. that true? <laughs> I, I fast forward through that part of the movie only. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you why. Why would you? Because I love the two that we were doing these two. Why would you? What do you think about that? You think you do that? You love? Do you okay. guys both love it? I yes. really love it. Yeah. I really love really? it as well. One of my first favorite movies of all time. Killer soundtrack. One of the greatest Killer soundtrack. soundtrack. Killer soundtrack. It's their songs. Is it all? Yeah, them? you're also. You're, but you're, going, you're going up against rock gods, uh, <laughs> like classics. Which and classics? They're no Fever wonders. Dog. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Almost Famous is one of the only movies, it, the only of two movies that Led Zeppelin personally gave the rights to. It was Paddington 2. And it was, uh, <laughs> no, that Fast Times. Yeah. Okay. And Monsters, Inc. Um, and also, the, the original music in Almost Famous is written by one half of the band Heart, which is fucking badass. Yeah, Nancy what, Wilson, Nancy Cameron Crowe's husband, well, wife. Can't wife, yeah. Sounds like broken heart to me. <laughs> <laughs> Not 80s heart, 70s heart. Uh, so that's what I'm wondering. Who did? Who do you know who created the music? Like the Wonders? Uh, Jimmy and uh, Guy. <laughs> oh, no, so it's a documentary now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you idiots are talking about a fake band. <laughs> no, because I'm wondering if it was like Tom Hanks writing the songs yeah. with them. I can't or imagine that's right. Do you know Tom? I don't know, but yeah, we should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I feel like the guy, talking. what's his name? Oh, the guy, the, he's the main guy. He's the drummer. He's supposed to be a cool drummer. Oh, Guy. Guy. Name, but right? in, real, in real life, because he had like a, he was like big for like five years. He did yeah. American Werewolf in Paris. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know human. Uh, whatever his name is, you that guy. I can almost. I don't know for a fact. I can guarantee you. He. I can almost guarantee you that he plays the. That drums he actually was playing it because in, yeah. he oh. had that thing to it. Well, he was a drummer that in La La, La Land. Did. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Boys. It was. It was good. It's beyond. Yeah. Thanks, Tommy. <laughs> I caught it. What'd you say? Uh, <laughs> like he almost had that thing, and I was like. Fill it in. Tom Everett. Not good on the revisit. Tom Everett Scott. Tom Everett Scott. Tom Everett Scott. Thank you. So I've got some breaking news okay. on who wrote uh, the song "That Thing You Do." Uh, the song was written by Adam Schlesinger, uh, not related to uh, Eliza. The but, party goblin. <laughs> but the bassist of a little group called Fountains of Wayne. Whoa. Oh, yeah. What up, Jers? You must feel stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows Fountains of Wayne is better than Heart. <laughs> I thought it was the guy who started Movie Phone. <laughs> that's, that's Andrew Jarecki. That's somebody different. Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, you lost on that one. Okay, that's one well, point. I don't know about all that. Fountains of Wayne are arguably good. Stacy's mom. No, they are good. Oh, wait, I hate that song. <laughs> but she's got it going on. You got a real toss-up, maybe not even so much of a toss-up in Behind the Camera. Hanks versus Cameron Crowe. I gotta give Cameron Crow on this one. Yeah. I can I can I, I make a to. point? Yes. Tom Hanks never made a movie called We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> Not a bad movie. But it does I like rhyme we with never a zoo. Saw it. It's great. It does rhyme with that thing you do. So <laughs> can, consider that. Have you thought about that? <laughs> that thing you do, we bought a zoo. What else has Hanks done? What other Hanks? He did like a documentary about space, about Apollo. I think he directed like one of the episodes. Did he direct that. Apollo 13? No. That was no, Ron no, Howard. No. He did like, like, Ron Howard. Like an actual documentary about, yeah, about yeah, the Apollo yeah. missions. He, this is the thing about Hanks. Now, we kind of shit on him. Not a, not <laughs> a Hanks household had, here. Not a Hanks household. Ooh, I didn't know that. Wow. I do like him a lot. I just, when you put him up against certain things, 
This that thing you do for Hanks, like Hanks, Tom Hanks is like obsessed with like the sixties. Like yeah. he loves sixties nostalgia. He produced the CNN, yeah, the history the sixties. Of... Oh, did he really? Documentary. Yeah, he did the Apollo mission one. He loves everything from that era, which, which I I com- I liked the fact, but like this just feels like more of that. That's why it feels like a smaller scale movie than Almost Famous. It's definitely sure. a smaller scale, yeah, of course. Yeah, but I, I I just feel more emotional connection to it. I don't Cause, know. Yeah, because it's I think it's going to be more circumstances of when you watched it than like the this movie is a itself. lot like our podcast, which is this is our podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> that thing you do, like, yeah, we saw it when I'm assuming you were what a we, child. Oh, you're going to say there's a certain thing. That there's a nostalgic about, factor. Me too. That's sure, all the time. Yeah, where I saw this movie. It. I, I watched a bunch of clips from it today, and I. I was brought back. It taught me about romance. Um, it's a great romantic comedy. I guess it would be that. I think it would sorry, be categorized as that. But Almost. It's more, oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, it's more now we would look at it as a dramedy. I guess. Yeah, but because <laughs> it the, is kind of. It's very dramatic. Throughout. Yes. And I remember it felt tragic when I was a child because you want them to succeed. And watching the clips as an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course this was never going to work out. (laughs) 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 See, for me, you have, like, Liv Tyler in it. I love Liv Tyler. Something else about music. You don't like Liv Tyler? It it just makes me think, I'm like, oh, this is like when she was in Empire Records and then it gives me a bad taste in my mouth. But, like, I'm not saying it's bad. I actually enjoy watching it. And Steve Zahn I love. Steve Zahn's wonderful. Steve Zahn's great. He's so funny. Yeah, he's great. But I think when it comes to Almost Famous, for me at least... Cast. The cast is unbelievable. Oh, who's in it? Billy Crudup is (laughs) fucking... Yeah, right, exactly. Kate Hudson, probably arguably... No live time. Hands down the best thing she's done. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Zoe Deschanel. Uh, how to lose a guy in ten days. Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. It's a great cast. William Fugit. And uh, it was Mark Maron. Is it the best thing Cameron Crowe's done? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Jerry Maguire's probably. Jerry Maguire. Better, better than Almost Famous. I don't know. Wait, what? Who? What's better? I almost Famous. On, I think on revisit you might change your mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, they're close though. I like both. I, I like both films. But the point is, you're but at peak Cameron Crowe because you're right. He's at like we bought a zoo time right now, and like and kind of out of the game a little bit. Back Guys, then, uh, we bought a zoo. Was, what, was not 90- a bad movie. I didn't see it. It got <laughs> panned, Andy. Just it's give, fine. All right, the premise alone. Come on, <laughs> the name. That's bad. It's, what's we gonna defend? Hotel for dogs. Next? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you're at peak Cameron Crow time. Oh yeah. Like what's that? Ninety six. That's like the almost famous. Yeah. No, two thousand. Oh, 2000, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. But you're still peak Cameron. I even I I'm a Cameron Crow apologist. Cameron Crow. Because I even liked uh, uh, Vanilla Sky, and nobody likes that. Nobody, I hated nobody likes Vanilla Sky. Did you hate it? I hated it. I, I love on that. it. I, singles. I was too young. Singles also a great. Oh yeah, movie. singles. That's Cameron Crow. That's like singles nice. doesn't hold. Singles is like, is like a quintessential '90s. I think you have to be like 20 in the '90s to like singles, even to this day. You know, do you know what I mean? Like that's like it's like when people used to watch like. Married people watch Mad About You. They'd be like, "This is exactly our life." <laughs> Things change in twenty. Tom years. and I do that too. Yeah, we still <laughs> watch old Mad About You. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was like people loved Mad yeah, About You. I loved Mad About You. Yeah. Again, I was a romantic child. <laughs> that's that's why this. That's why like, that's I think why. It's like everything that rhymes. Mad About You. We bought a zoo. <laughs> that thing you do. I do think it's weird. That when you first did our podcast, you talked about counting crows, and now you're talking about Cameron, Cameron crows. crows. Oh I, my god! What you do with the crow fetish? I like Hell anything yeah. involved with crows. I do. 
<laughs> those two Crow's cartoon feet. crows from those old racist cartoons. That guy who got <laughs> murdered in a movie oh, that he was filming. <laughs> a murder of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> murder of crows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything with the word crow in it, I just love. I can't, you know, I can't get away from it. Uh, but no, when it comes to this stuff, I just think quality of film wise, and 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 if you really want to start arguing it, and. As far as experience goes, like Tom Hanks, like he was in it and he's great in it, but even he even kind of phones it in in the movie. Like, yeah, you're not even getting like you don't even get like 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 top of the line Tom Hanks in this. Look, we can argue about uh, facts all day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about feelings a little bit. <laughs> all right, uh, in the movie that thing you do, we are taught uh, we see we see a love story develop between a drummer and a beautiful uh, roadie. I guess what is Liv? She's the she's girlfriend of the, of the lead. Band. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's the girlfriend out. of yeah, but yeah. she's the girlfriend of and she yeah. the monologue. I wasted a thousand kisses on how you. How many kisses? How how uh, what's the love story in Almost Famous? A pedophile story? <laughs> it feels like it. the boy. Yeah, yeah. He's taking no, advantage. Like no, the same just age. a coming of no, age. he's he's. That's wait, a crush yes, movie. When he does lose his virginity, they are like the same age. He's fifteen. But when then he goes isn't she hooking up with the lead singer of that band? Penny Lane is hooking up with. Well, she's uh, being human trafficked, basically. <laughs> yeah, taking all Sure, sure, romantic, but. Is it the sure show? Sure, they play the card game where there were women at stake. Fine. Wait, are you me but- chewing Billy Crudup right now? <laughs> That's right. Who watches The Watchmen? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who watches The Watchmen? <laughs> no, I think that she. No, I think she's supposed to be like eighteen. So that would make sense then. Supposed or, to be. Or no, maybe maybe she's like sixteen. I think yeah. she's like sixteen. Yeah. I just watched. I actually just watched Almost Famous for the first time. In its complete, uh, in, it, in the, you know, in... To completion. To completion, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I finally finished while watching <laughs> Almost Famous. No, I, I just finally watched the whole thing, uh, like, maybe six months ago or something like that. So I got to watch it with a, the fresh perspective. And I'm pretty sure she's young. <laughs> she's young in it. you right. ass relationship. And, uh, you know, I don't support that sort of thing. And if that's what you guys are into, <laughs> that's fine. But I'll stick with that thing you do, but, which is consensual. <laughs> <laughs> but also corny as fuck. Corny as fuck. <laughs> well, those, those dudes, back in the day, they were. They were, like, because I, I don't think we talked about this in the show because we never talked about Almost Famous. But, like, it's, like, insane what they were doing. Like, there's an article. I don't know if you remember this. Remember when David Bowie died, there was a woman who wrote an article. But it wasn't her, like, calling him out. It was... A Me Too, it wasn't a Me Too article, it was, she was like 13, and she was like a Penny Lane type, and she went to one of those hotels, and she had sex with David Bowie, yeah. and he was like probably 20, late 20s by that point, whatever it was, or even 30, and she was 13 years old, and she and the article, the point of the article, she was like, I, she goes, I had no, I had, had no issues with it, I did not, he didn't, I get forced into it. I knew what I was doing. It's what I wanted to do. What so year was, was this? a different time. 70 something. Oh, see, back then, women's ages worked like dogs' ages. <laughs> <laughs> so it was different. It actually was different back then. But I'm yeah. just saying it's interesting because now of what's going on, and then you had some, back then, I'm like, why didn't he get shit anyway for it? When that article yeah. came out, why didn't dead David yeah, he Bowie? He still should have gotten he shit gotten even, wow. if, even if the lady's fine. It's the Michael it. Jackson uh, syndrome. You just, you just kind of look the other way because he's Bowie. Right! But still. Yeah, but that right. doesn't make it okay. That's nah, fine. <laughs> Posthumously, we should have fucking shit on David Bowie for yeah. that. But I, here's the, the platform where we're doing it. Yeah, this will get national coverage. <laughs> <laughs> so I think when it comes down to it, I, I, what are your feelings when you when you when you first watched Almost Famous? 
Is there your, loved you, it. Loved it because I'm a that's like I'm a rock and roll guy. That's my music. I love it. I mean, <laughs> it looks it, like he's in the freaking movie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you could be in the movie. Yeah, I know. Totally, it could be a movie. <laughs> Sorry, that's a joke that never mind. It's not worth going into. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's no, it's like the great things about rock and roll and the debauchery and all that stuff you you love and you, as a kid you did kind of fantasize about and thought that those guys were gods for all those reasons versus kind of the boy bands of you know the '60s. It's like the good guy, the haircuts, yeah, the clean cut. So like, sure. uh, yeah. So almost famous is following. Let's say like. I don't it's know. following like, like '70s rock and like roll, name like Almond like Brothers, maybe. Thin Lizzy, or like, like Aerosmith. Black Sabbath at the time. wasn't it supposed to be kind like of like yeah, yeah. first assignment was to go see Black Sabbath, yeah, that was and, and still guys, one was opening for Black Sabbath. And your yeah. movie is yes. following like Flock of Seagulls. Like, no, not <laughs> at all. Not even. That's a totally <laughs> wrong Beatles. <laughs> Beatles than everything. That's a one hit wonder. It's one supposed to be like a shitty Beatles. it seems like. Which I'm sure there were a million of in the '60s. I know, I know, time wise, but Flock of Seagulls sounds funny. Okay, actually, Flock of Seagulls is pretty good if you go back and oh, come on. <laughs> so here's what I will say though the soundtrack to Almost Famous is definitely better but I miss I misunderstood the point I think that the actual song that thing you do is much better than the song Fever Dog which is pretty much the only song we hear still want to play yeah uh, yeah, that's fair that's fair that's, yeah. that is absolutely I think it fair. is catchy yeah. I meant, I'll give that's it that what one. I meant too is that the bands yeah okay. I compare, no, you're you right. don't get to cheat and use Better music, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Led Zeppelin versus The Wonder. Like, come on, <laughs> the way that you're saying. So you're saying it was no, the no, dream, no, the dream that like the rocker thing. Uh, this was the dream for me to, <laughs> to be oh, a drummer. Yeah, I mean, look at that blazer. To be a drummer who makes the the pretty lady fall in love, you know, and kiss her right for once <laughs> in front of a bellhop who stares for too long. Well, at this point, was li- how old were you when this came out? Oh, let me see. What year you guys it was. are substantially younger than me Let's and Andy. See. Shit. Because I'm wondering if Liv Tyler, like, was she, was it Aerosmith video crush level yet? No, I mean, uh, she was past that. It was past that? Yeah, yeah, already yeah, been in Armageddon that. and stuff, yes. right? Yes. I believe, or it well, was Armageddon was 98, I know, off the top of my head for some reason. Yeah, but. that's right. <laughs> no, it's, it's, but she was in uh, uh, Empire she was Records. In all, yeah, the Aerosmith videos. I think it was post Empire Records. She was so, it's so crazy how popular she was. And then she was Lord of the Rings. She has a good career. She has a good career. Congrats, Liv. Yeah. We, <laughs> we Strangers. Strangers is a great movie. Empire, God, I love that movie. Yeah. 96 is what we're talking about. Okay. okay. Empire Records might be one of the corniest movies <laughs> on the history of the planet. But so it's like, still watchable. That, it kind of remi- you know, it's like ri- reminds me of that like that time when that, that came era? out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, not the same time period in the movie. That was her. Yeah. Well, how, when was it? So 96. So I was about, you know, probably eight, nine. Oh, see, that's oh, why. Yeah, I, was I'm right eight, I was 18. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't have the connection, but I did like the movie. I do like it. Yeah. And you know what? You mostly like it. I think you like it because of Tom. I like it because of Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is great. I was yeah. like, I remember being disappointed as a child that Tom Hanks wasn't in the band because that's what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and oh. I loved Tom Hanks as a kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, I loved uh, You've Got Mail. I think that might have been after this, though. I think um, it was, yeah. But everything he had done, you know? You've, you've Got Mail was so funny because You've Got Mail actually came out when AOL Mail was already kind of done. I think it was like on its way out. Oh, that was really? the year the I got movie. AOL. It's basically a commercial yeah. for AOL. Yes. R- really? 98? That was the got- year I remember I got <laughs> AOL because like wow, they, had, they used to have those Holy they used shit. to have those discs. Like we didn't yeah. have yeah. Yeah. Hours or and yeah, and I would I was like so excited. The movie totally worked on me as a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I still have an AOL account because of that. <laughs> I moved to Seattle. Tom, Tom's, like, <laughs> Tom's like, if I get an AOL, I get to fuck this older lady? That's how Mellencamp got her. <laughs> um, but when it comes to see that's the thing like and 
like you said, on your show, normally with the bands, it happens. Yeah. It happens all the time with movies. Because yeah. people will go, you go, this movie sucks. They'll go, listen, I saw it with my buddies. We're at this place. We're at the mall. We did this. Mm. I made out with a girl afterwards. It was like, it's, it's like, it's the thing around the movie yeah, that yeah, really yeah. solidifies it more than the actual movie. And I can only imagine how music does that. Oh, oh for sure. Even it, more so. It's it's a lot for music. But a lot of times, I because... I think a lot of the bands that people bring on are bands that we also grew up with for the most part. So we, a lot of times, will be like, yeah, the, I I understand why you love Pink or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but when it comes to, see, Almost Famous, I, I'm i trying to think of the reasons that I loved it. I, well, I, it is autobiographical, too. I mean, I don't know yeah. how much, like, I know Hanks, what you kind of alluded to is, is is more is more fond of that era is why he made the movies. Cameron Crowe actually lived this story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, he was a journal. Like he, he was like a teenage journalist, mm-hmm. and I think he went on uh, the road with like a bunch of bands, like Zeppelin, Allman Brothers. And I think I read somewhere that Dwayne Allman was the guy who jumped off the roof at a house party oh, wow. into the pool. Shit. Yeah, that's like an actual thing that he remembers from Dwayne oh, Allman. That it, that's a real, I know, yeah, I know yeah. that's a real story. I'm a golden I'm god. I'm a golden god. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that the actual line? I think so, yeah. It's like Dwayne, or the, at least they were that's like bullshit. <laughs> like, and also, the, with the hotel they go to in San Francisco, there was a real hotel like yeah. that. that was just debauchery every 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 day. Yeah, it was yeah. like a rock and roll hotel. Rock and roll hotel. Yeah, so there's a lot of like true... Shit mm-hmm. in it. What do you have? True was well, uh, you have Steve Zahn. You have that is true. There is, it is actually true that Steve Zahn went to Disneyland. <laughs> that is true. Steve Zahn some point in his life. Let me ask you this. <laughs> and this is a spoiler, but like at the end when they like kind of it's done, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aren't because doesn't yeah? Steve Zahn just like goes and gets married in that movie. Like yeah. how disappointing is that? <laughs> hey, back then that was the he was living the American dream. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't know that he also invested in Apple. No, oh, wow. <laughs> 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 trying to make the movie more relevant it's on, the, on the Blu-ray. <laughs> what was it with Hank? Him and Forrest Gump, They're both big <laughs> Apple investors. Uh, no, but I, I also like, I think also where these both movies are are similar is uh, being time period. Yeah, things. time like, period. Yes. Who nailed it more? I I think the look of Almost Famous. I think because it was so, maybe also because it was part of a true story, things I mean, truer to me. It, you know. Even though, but then that thing you do, like they nail it on every, on you know, every, yeah. the, the scenery, the background, the scenery, everything. When, like the TV I, stores, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, the part where they play the song on the radio for the first time—that's cool literally my, one of my favorite moments in any movie. It's like pure unbridled joy on screen. It's so good. Yeah, it's that's just, another category we could do, which we do in this one: iconic scenes. Yeah, You've done that before. Oh, there's a few. Okay, well, I, almost famous. We they pick, got the. You got, come on, you gotta lock the gates. No, <laughs> I just shit my pants. <laughs> what if they put on like a? You know when AFI puts out like the top one hundred movie quotes of all time? Like number three was lock the gates. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 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 Tiny Dancer on the bus. Yeah, yeah. Tiny Dancer. Uh, that's a and that's a music, too. you know, that's a music scene right there, yeah. baby. But again, yeah. a song that was already good without this film. We don't need this film to make that song good. Very true, but didn't it help? Yeah, well, <laughs> when you're talking iconic, I mean, didn't it, wasn't yeah. it didn't help it, but it kind of it makes you like get more excited about it when yes. you hear it. I think. Uh, but so we, what, are we each gonna pick one? Is that how this works? No, that, no, no the same. You go up okay. against that. The, the what's scene, the film against the dartboard? The scene where uh, Jimmy quits the band and I quit. He, I quit. I quit. I quit. I can't snap. Where I would be. Uh, I <laughs> I'd be snapping also. Yeah, yeah that's I quit. That's a corny scene. 
Oh, it's great. Sorry, ladies, talking about he's it. engaged. I was just, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just talking about that one scene when you said that they heard on the radio. That's probably the only scene that I'm like, oh, that's the best scene of the movie. That's a great scene. I'm trying to think of a couple. There um, was, I just watched a couple. I mean, oh, I got to say, the, the kiss between uh, Guy and Liv Tyler's character at the end, it's weird how long it is. It's like a two-minute long scene where they're just <laughs> kissing and then go back to kissing. It's, it's like just, a real kiss scene. You know it's what, weird. You know what? There must be a thing on movie sets about kisses. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was just watching, and I mentioned it last week. Technically, we just taped it, but uh, Love Actually, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a great movie. It's a really great movie. I, 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 I'm, I think I'm comfortable now saying that. Yeah. I think it's a really funny, good Christmas movie. A lot of people's movie. favorite no, Christmas movie. Yeah, we were just talking about what you know what's the favorite Christmas movie. But anyway, there's this scene at the end where he goes, I guess he goes to, is it Spain or, or Portugal, where he goes back, where like Colin, Colin Firth. Firth yeah, 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 where does he go? Like Greece or something, whatever yeah. he goes to. And he meets up with the girl uh, that he's into, and he just decides on a whim. Like, he's going to go to his family's house, he walks in, and he's like, nah, I got to do what I got to do. And he walks out, which is a really great, another iconic thing. Yeah. But goes, and they kiss at the end, but it's not only long, it's weird. Like, he grabs her head weird, and they're kissing. Like he's kissing the top of her mouth at one point. Like, it's, I don't know, I don't know. I think there must be a thing where the actors, if they don't have real, have real chemistry when kissing, it comes through. Because you're just focused on them kissing. I don't know. I don't remember that scene. Can you show it to me on Tommy? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, I'd like to marry you. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> That's a boring yeah. <laughs> it's a bore. It's actually a bore out prequel. I don't know if you know that. Love actually. But I think it might be a thing. Like you hear about sex scenes and you hear about you know. Yeah. So they must they must have and you have the egos involved there. Of so course. If that girl's like, I don't want to fucking kiss this guy, and if yeah. she has to, it comes through. Like you know, when you watch yeah, two people. Yeah. Like when I when I watch my neighbors kiss, they they kiss great. <laughs> when you see two people kissing and they like they have good chemistry, you're like, oh yeah, you can see it naturally, yes, you know, yeah. whatever. So yeah. like all the porno I watch, they have tons of chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta put these people on the big screen. <laughs> it could be movie stars with this kiss. So I think when it comes to, I'm not saying multiple iconic scenes, but I think if you match up. Listening to the, the band on the radio, uh-huh. fucking uh, uh, Tiny Dancer. Come on, a, Tiny Dancer is a more famous scene. Almost famous. Uh, what about Rotten Tomatoes? Match them up. Oh, well, that's un- that's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to that. Uh, well, that we don't we don't sing the praises of Rotten Tomatoes. We have an issue with it. Yeah, I, we're I not have going to that rag. Uh, <laughs> while we're looking, Tommy it up, has yeah. another scene. Oh yeah, yeah. there's another scene with the scene where they actually get signed. I always love because Steve Zahn has a line where he goes, "This man in a very nice trailer is asking us to sign a contract. I'm signing. You're signing. We're all signing." <laughs> <laughs> in a very nice trailer. Such a funny Steve line. Zahn is phenomenal. Oh, he's in that the best. Film. Yeah. Well, he's one of the, that's what I'm saying. If you if you didn't have him in it, you kind of need. Yeah. What's his name? I the, think what's his name? The I don't even remember his name, but I love him. I just call him Guy. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it was the first time I'd heard that as a name, and I thought it was like a joke. <laughs> and our, our uh, most recent guest, Ooh, Guy. Guy Montgomery. Yeah. Um, I, what I want to do, I w- or what I would like to do also on top of the Rotten Tomatoes thing, if we must, uh, is I want to hear, is it possible for us to hear the two songs? Like uh, just oh, a sample of them. We probably just do it. In the, while, you, while you look those up, I'll go box office draw. Uh, budget on that thing you do is twenty six million, which seems high. That does seem kind of high. And drew in thirty four point five million. Hey, I know Almost Famous was kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I, when I, it I came don't out. think that this is a measure of of a good movie. You know, box office made it was Almost Famous made forty seven point four million. I feel like the budget was way more though. 
Yeah. Where it was like it only it became critically stars. acclaimed after. And it was two thousand. It was two thousand. It was two thousand. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that as the last thing we do because Tommy, we're, we're, we're going to wrap up soon anyway. Oh yeah, budget was sixty million. Damn. Um, All right. You never. You know what? That I'm going to play. It not mattering is wrong. <laughs> it does matter. I'm just going to play my phone. Okay, Alex. I guess that works, right? Now, first off, we're going to... Because we already know. We actually agree with you on this. <laughs> I just want the listeners you to be want brought the, in. You want a music this is part what we of do this. Anyways. You yeah, want a music yeah, yeah. part of this. Yeah. yeah. So, this is Fever Dog. This is this is from made, played by Stillwater from the Almost Famous soundtrack. Okay. This should work. Now, this is John fucking, Bonham. <laughs> hold on. This is when the levee breaks. Huh. Unless it's one place oh. Same beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they really <laughs> indulgent. <laughs> they really, that's a that's well. A, one, a, one of my a, favorite Zeppelin songs. Yeah, so. that's a let's sit in this intro. <laughs> uh, I'm into it. Yeah, our points are going down, down, uh, down. No way, man. It's gonna keep going down. You with like the this? lyrics? It's pretty much when the levy breaks. I'll tell you, it's authentic at least. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of uh, uh, I'm Going Hungry when Pearl Jam oh, yeah, teamed yeah, yeah. up Temple with of the Dog. Temple yeah, yeah. of the Dog. Because that had kind of a whiny thing too. Oh, like, yeah. I'm going hungry! <laughs> <laughs> I don't Oh, uh, yeah. No, I do, uh, could write I do? a song that sounds exactly like Led Zeppelin and just do that. I like in the because in the, that was one of the bands Crow <laughs> yeah. followed. Should we try before we get to the, that thing you do? Should we do when the levy breaks and see if it's the beginning? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Let's compare. But I love that line in Almost Famous when he goes like, "When you said you like Fever Dog, that's the fucking buzz." <laughs> <laughs> one of the lyrics to this is, "Got to spit it out, the taste of the hair of the Fever Dog." Oh, you want to do it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's on, it's, it's on the top right there. I just chose it. The taste of the hair? The taste of the hair, the fever dog. <laughs> so bad. Is this dude eating a dog? Yeah, I think he's Here we go. Is that playing? Eating a dog bite by this bite. Is, now, that was fever dog. Oh, shit. Hold on. Turn it up if you can. It's the exact same song. Wow. And, and even just from this little bit, how much better is this song? Yeah. Even from this two seconds. This may be my favorite Zeppelin song of all time. Do me a favor. Now put it back on. We're gonna do. Put it back that in. Thing you do. We're gonna do that. Th- I want to give you guys you a little bit of credit here. Suzanne uh, Beth writes a close contender for the best song in the world. Definitely from the best soundtrack ever and a pretty good movie. Fever too. Dog. She's saying that the sound. The, the song yeah, is better the than the movie. Is better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's false. <laughs> hey, uh, take now, it up now, with Suzanne. Now here Beth. we go. Here comes your your favorite thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. That's what this podcast is called. Defend your favorite thing in the world. Uh, that thing you do. Now let's hear the difference. Hey, and this, this is where ha- we'll lose. happy horse shit. <laughs> I hit you guys simultaneously. Back to the table. You doing that thing you do. Breaking my heart into a million pieces. Like you always It's a perfect pop song. So good. Alright, we can listen to it for a second. Like, yeah, we gotta get more time. Here's my thing about this. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend Fever Dog a little bit. Fever yeah, Dog is a fucking rocker. Fever Dog sounds more authentic than that thing you do does, but that thing you do is a better song. I think that's that a makes fair sense. Point. That makes okay. sense. I get your yeah. point. Fever Dog is like that could have been Sounds that like could a have been song. from a, a B side from a seventies record. This is a manufactured pop song that like is using all the elements of a sixties yeah. late fifties pop song, but doesn't sound as authentic as sure. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe because Fever Dog has the like because it's just overproduced. Maybe it's a little bit overproduced. Mm. Uh, Fever Dog had the the a, a grittier kind of sound to it, whatever it was. No, I so, think you're right. I yeah. think that does make sense. But it is a better song. It's a way better song. You don't mm-hmm. have to play it again. Uh, I think we got it. Uh, <laughs> Can you just play some of my stand-up before we get out <laughs> Before we go, let's all do quick plugs so that Tom can get out of here. Uh, uh, Tom, yeah. When are you guys running this? Do you know? What? Do you want to put this two on? Weeks this two from weeks from Friday. Two weeks from now. Yeah. Okay. okay, I think that still makes sense oh, for this. Oh, we should this. do our show. Yeah, so we will be uh, Stand By Your Band Live Sean's featuring John it. Donnelly. I'll be on it! will be uh, January 13th at Union Hall. Yeah, this will uh, be on January 4th. Okay. Perfect. Uh, that's going to be a hell of a show. Nikki Glazer's guest judging. We've got nice. Melissa Villasenor, uh, Martin Urbano. Um, who else do we have on that bad boy? Shalewa Sharp, mm-hmm. Caitlin Palufo. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Come to that. Uh, get tickets at Union Hall. It's seven bucks in advance. Great show. I will be at the Comedy Attic January 17th through the 19th. Uh, come see that. I'm wearing the sweatshirt of the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm Indiana, it. baby. Yeah. Uh, Tom, me, we went Yeah, yeah, just uh, also go to my website, tommymcnamara.com. I'm putting up some new videos. I just did a live Christmas music show, so I'm putting up some videos from that on there. Check those out. Really funny. Uh, next week, I will be at Mohegan Sun Comics with Tom Papa, then headlining Ooh. City Steam uh, the weekend after that. And then uh, all Connecticut, all January. All right. The weekend after I headlining uh, it's a white month. Fairfield Comedy Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. So, and uh, andyfiori.com and on social media and all that good stuff. And of course, most importantly, the podcast. But Shawnee? I'm at Shawnee Time on, on Instagram and Twitter. And also, I will be at Atlantic City Comedy Club, I think, a week after this airs. So come there. It's fun. It's at the, I don't know, someone look at the casinos. Look it up on uh, Tropicana. <laughs> Tropicana. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Tropicana, Tropicana yeah. Uh, and uh, and also, yeah, most importantly, uh, subscribe, rate, and review for the podcast. Let us know what matchups you want us to do. At we have a bunch of new movie. stuff coming in the new year. So thank you so much, and thank you for doing this, guys. Yeah, boys. Yeah, hey, so much thank you guys for band, doing guys. it. Do you want to stand, stand by your band? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go. yeah. Uh, hey, rate and review on iTunes. <laughs> and uh, hey, get on that Patreon. We're going to put some new, we'll have some new episodes. We're going to have both of you guys on individually, too. Yeah, we've only sure. had you and duos, and we've never had you at all. So we should yeah, do it. I'll be at the live show, too, for sure. Your thoughts about uh, about both these uh, movies and soundtracks? Um, I'm at Tom Takar, Tom A Takar, T H A K K A R. By the way, I know that's in the ass. And I'm Tommy McNam, M C N A M. Bye bye. Bye. Keep it crispy. Bye.